0: All right, welcome to another Pro Football Doc podcast, post-week 13, pre-week 14, fantasy playoff time. This is our feature uh, segment in terms of uh, what's going on here. And uh, we're going to cover a bunch of topics uh, today. We'll cover some unique things, but the key word is ADAPT. ADAPT and CHANGE. There's a lot going on in terms of uh, the... uh, unique 2020 in terms of everything that happens. And uh, same for what we do, same for the game of football. And let's go through a bunch of those before we get to our line movers, right and wrongs in our usual segments. So the key word is adapt. Things keep changing. Look, the rules keep changing. Uh, Now you have to have masks on the sidelines. Now you can't be in the facility Monday and Tuesday. Uh, a high risk positive is not wearing your mask as the broncos quarterbacks learned there's no such thing anymore as a michael jordan flu game and we've covered that literally michael jordan the left guard of the bengals couldn't play because he didn't have time for two negative COVID tests and all he had was the regular flu the three-week ir rule is unique this year you can get guys on and off ir uh, at will and even then uh Look, uh, Joe Mixon didn't initially take advantage of that in the Bengals or Kenny Galladay. Lots of adapting. No offseason program, harder for some rookies. No uh, preseason, regular preseason. Lots of things to adapt to this year. And for me as well, and that's going to be the main topic. But, you know, the Steelers complained a lot about uh, Eric Ebron complained at 10, 12 days, three games in 12 days. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. The Chargers had four of their games altered. They had nothing to do with anything. They were collateral damage. I get why the Steelers feel like, and they play tonight, why they feel like it's been tough on them. They had the Titans situation, push back, push back, push back. The Raven situation, push back, push back. But they, too, have had their COVID. I mean, uh, Stephon Tuitt, James Conner, Marquise Pouncey, they've had their issues there, too. But let me tell you, every year, a dozen teams play with three games on 12 days in between the three games. If you go Sunday to Sunday and then play Thursday that is three games in 12 days. And that's a common occurrence. The Steelers, admittedly a little bit unique, Wednesday to Monday, which is the same gap as Sunday to Thursday, but Wednesday to Monday to Sunday, and they're 12 days. They just have to adapt. And that's what Mike Tomlin, their head coach has uh, said. And think about the irony here, the poor San Francisco 49ers, team in Northern California, they've got to leave the state. They've got all these injury issues that's been well-documented, and we'll talk about that again later. But over these at least next two weeks, their next two games, the one tonight and the one next week, they have to play on the road in Arizona. They have to practice in Arizona. And guess what? Then they go to Dallas. And then their final game of the year is against Arizona. (laughs) So they're going to play three of their next four games in the Cardinals' home stadium. And uh, with 14-day travel bans and so forth, they're not going to be at home, so they have to adapt. And in the irony of all ironies, this California team has to go to Arizona to practice and play the next two games at least. Meanwhile, the New England Patriots play the Chargers Sunday, play the Rams on Thursday. They're going to play two games in California, albeit Southern California, and stay in practice in California. So the irony of that, the team from the New England area is practicing and playing two games in California, but the California team cannot play the two home games. So adapt, that's the key word. So what other thing that we've had to adapt to this year As you know, I always say, judge the injury, not the reaction to the injury. But beat reporters are very helpful to what I do. I don't call them for sources. Many of them, I talk to many of them. But I value what they see in practice. And their practice experience has been limited due to COVID. I value what they see and hear from the players or coaches. And their access to players and coaches and locker rooms are limited. I value what they see during a game. And a lot of times, it's an empty stadium. So when a player goes down, what typically happens is TV cuts to commercial. I try and look and find what the video is. In the meantime, our staff here, and if you go to the Twitter timeline, you'll see we've got a staff uh, safely social distance, but a staff in the command center. And they'll look at the beat reporters and say, what are they saying? And this year it's been eerily silent most of the time because the beat reporters most of the times haven't been there. They don't say, he got up, he's limping, he's holding his ankle, he's doing this. The doctors, here comes a splint or an air cast. You don't get any of that because they're not at the games. A lot of times they're at home trying to do their reporting and then Zoom interviews with players. So, we're missing a lot of that early impression stuff. Yes, we still judge the injuries, but we don't get the peripheral information. But I don't really rely on that peripheral information, anyways, in the sense of, you know, uh, the reporters are doing their best saying it's this, it's that, but it's not official. For example, um, when uh, LaRaven Clark went down, the backup to Anthony Costanza, very early on, protecting Phillip Rivers' blindside. The reports came out on Twitter, knee, it looks like his knee. And by video, we said ankle. And so uh, we put up in-game, LaRaven Clark likely tears Achilles missing rest of the season. And that was, you know, uh, within a minute of him going off and being carted off. And we said Achilles. And uh, then the official reports come back, ankle questionable, then ankle out. And unfortunately, this morning, there are now reports from Tom Pelissero of the Achilles. I don't relish being right when it means the end of a season, and Phillip Rivers will now have be hobbled on his foot slash toe and have a third string left tackle. But my point is, the peripheral information is not there. My guess is, if we had reporters at the game, they would have, been able to report a little better and say ankle or maybe Achilles. Instead, they were saying knee because they're looking at what we're looking at from afar. Uh, Tyler Lockett went down. And uh, in our command center as we were looking, uh, one of our guys said, is it his head? He got a knee to the head. I said, yeah, he did, but that didn't look that bad to me. It's more the left ankle sprain and uh, that kept him down. And he did get a concussion check because I think someone called down, the eye in the sky that's still at games called down. He cleared the concussion check and there's been very little word on his ankle sprain, but he returned to the game and, and should be fine. Um, a Landon Roberts, linebacker of the Dolphins, went down with an unusual injury, which I thought was an SC joint sprain type injury. Turns out it's a clavicle fracture, but I think it's a clavicle fracture at the end of the collarbone at the SC joint. Um, once again, we don't get the same peripheral information in terms of what it is. And that's just part of the very, very unique 2020, whether it's mask, whether it's staying six feet away, whether it's zoom, this and that, uh, travel restrictions. I think we all just have to adapt and, and, uh, we are, and, uh, you know, even what we do with videos and injuries, we try and do our best here. But we're adapting, and hopefully uh, you're getting to see some of the fruits of the labor and looking at the website and everything that's out there. All right. I want to address one other thing here, which is the concept of HIPAA. HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A. It's the most common misspelled thing I've ever seen. It's it's not H-I-P-P-A. Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And it prevents medical professionals or insurance companies from disclosing medical information, basically. It does not apply to reporters. It does not apply to teams. Teams are allowed to say who has COVID. Teams are allowed to say knee injury questionable. That's also part of the collective bargain agreement. But I, as a medical professional, am not allowed to say anything related to something that I know about from treatment. So one of my mantras is, I deal in insider knowledge, not insider information. Big distinction. Insider information can land you in jail with the SEC. Insider knowledge is fine. You can pick stocks based on your knowledge of an industry. You can't pick stocks based on tips from the CEO because they're about to sell, make money, lose money, et cetera. So the reason why I talk about it is this week I've been asked a lot about Philip Rivers, and I want to clarify. Look, Philip I consider a friend. I think it's clear that I've spoken to him, I've dealt with him, uh, and he's going through some issues. What I cannot do is reveal any confidences about what he has or has not told me about his foot or toe issue and I don't. But I can speak generically as to the reports of a plantar plate injury and what is a plantar plate. And that's where we draw the line and I hope you understand. I'm not trying to deal in insider information. I'm not trying to call a doctor or a trainer. Um, Walt Lowe just did surgery on Davian Clowney's knee. He's one of my good friends. I'm not calling Walt or texting him and say, how bad was his knee, what did you do? He wouldn't tell me because of HIPAA. Now, there are times where maybe he or other doctors have, we've talked and said, what would you do with his injury? What do you think? And we might discuss it, but once they do that, I am now beholden to HIPAA, I can't say anything. So I hope you understand when I take a pass when it comes to certain players, et cetera, but that sort of explains HIPAA a little bit. And for those of you, you guys watching the podcast or listening probably know what I do, but every time there's a new injury, like, and I enter new space, there's always someone that says, what I do is unethical. It is absolutely unethical for a medical professional to reveal insider information obtained about a patient that he or she is treating or learned through medical channels i agree a thousand percent it is not unethical and i've had vetted it with ethicists to give opinion based on publicly available information and that's all that we're doing here to try and clarify what's uh, what's going on all right and uh so we get two games today we'll the, the right and wrongs, every week we can go through. Unfortunately, we were correct on Bud Dupree's ACL tear. You know, we can go through uh, the right and wrongs, but um, and I prefer to, to concentrate on the wrongs. But in any case, um, it's never perfect. I want to keep that in mind. But I'd rather, since there's two NFL games today, let's talk about a couple of the NFL games today. Uh, Washington versus the Steelers is the first one up at the profootballdoc.com site. Now, even though if you look at it, if you aren't in, you can sign up for free right here. Washington's overall a B. Pittsburgh is a B plus. You don't see a lot, but you still can look at the field view and what do we see here? The big key is Devin Bush tours ACL, Bud Dupree out, but Stefan Tuitt is back. And, of course, T.J. Watt is there. Morgan Moses is likely going to play, but how fit is he? How solid is he? The left side of the offensive line is weakened by the Washington football team. And we know we have an immobile Alex Smith. Can T.J. Watt, Stephon, Tuitt, and company without Bud Dupree pressure Alex Smith? There's your key question. Uh, the line is six and a half, I'm told now. I don't bet. I'm in California. No, no legal wagering. But by injury matchups, I would lean towards the Steelers uh, to cover the 6.5. Uh, every, every week without kick on Sunday morning, we take five games. Thankfully, we're a cumulative uh, plus 15. We're 38-23-4 and four right now. and It's at out kick, publicly vetted. This week, we're 3-1-1. One one. Goat went down in flames taking the Chargers, but otherwise, 3-1-1. Uh, one and one lean towards the steelers is having the advantage now if you go to the next game san francisco versus the buffalo bills everyone says oh the the 49ers are healthier but it's still an a minus versus c plus in overall health offensive health defensive health and yes offensively the 49ers are healthier they're still missing jimmy garoppolo they're still missing george kittle they've got some line issues But Debo Samuel is back. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is back. The running backs are back, no question. But look at the defensive side of the ball. Six of the eight down linemen are still out. They've got DB issues. Yes, Richard Sherman is back. Jaquiski Tart is still out. There's still some defensive liabilities on the 49ers. By injury alone, I would take Buffalo. And the hope is it's unseen advantages in the line. Buffalo plus one. And that's all uh, in the uh, OutKick uh, articles that we have up here. OutKick uh, uh, articles that we have here. uh, Injury rundown and also uh, the different picks. So uh, check that out and for the Monday games. All right. Enjoy Monday football. Uh, Two games and Tuesday football. My wife doesn't love it. She rolls her eyes infringes on family time but she understands and she is adapting as well uh we'll take a quick break and uh part two of the pro football doc podcast is an injury rundown and a uh, unique uh, beast of the week uh, this week as well Uh, thanks all right welcome to the injury rundown of the pro football doc podcast post week 13 pre-week 14. And we're happy to report that this is probably the best week yet. We've talked a lot about a lot of injuries this year without a preseason program and limited training camp. And there was a fair run of injuries uh, earlier this season, but this is the best week yet, week 13 that we've experienced. So hopefully it'll be a short injury rundown, but still lots to talk about as fantasy playoffs are now in full swing. Uh, as I've said, I'm no fantasy expert. Shout out again to Scott Fish, Scott Fish Bowl 10, uh, where I was uh, invited to be a part of. Very grateful to my Dinosaur Toys division. Got very lucky. I, had, I too, had my share of injuries, a lot of injuries. <laughs> um, what are you going to do? But I have to thank... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hillstack, and Aaron Rodgers. Those three guys carried me to a bye last week, and uh, hopefully I can stay in it. I've been lucky. My opponents have not scored a ton of points against me, but with playoff times, different format. So hopefully I can help you out with your fantasy stuff too, DFS, gambling, whatever uh, your fandom. But let's run through the injury rundown here by position, and let's go to some of the big names first. Drew Brees. This is why I think the Saints against the Eagles may be a line-mover game, and we've put that video up at the website. Drew Brees has a chance to play this week. Sean Payton says we'll see what he can do on Wednesday. That's not saying no. His three weeks are up from injured reserve. Remember, his rib fractures on the left, eight ribs, were from the week before, so that's from four weeks ago. Three weeks ago on the right. I think there's a chance that he could play and get over his lung issue as well. Uh, Drew's tough. We'll see. And that obviously would change a lot of things. Ironically, his team without him in the last two seasons is 8-0. 5-0 Teddy Bridgewater. 3-0 now Taysom Hill. But I'm sure Saints and the Saints fans will welcome Drew back. And I think there's a reasonable chance 50-50 for this week. Uh, So we'll see. Other big quarterback, another team that's in first place in their division the New York Football Giants, Colt McCoy got him a win. Uh, Daniel Jones though, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to play this week. There's another reason it's a line mover for us on the profootballdoc.com website. The, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray have not been doing well of late. The lines only is Cardinals minus three three and a half now. But that line may change too once Daniel Jones is, declared out for this week i don't think he's going to play this week and if he does he's not going to be the run pass option he has been in the past let's go back to some video this is video to when uh, daniel jones was injured against the bengals in week 12 so if you look here here's the play and you watch him on this pass. He doesn't push off, he doesn't run, and he's throwing off of one leg. As it turns out, he was injured the play before. And look at him now, and he goes down, he can barely walk, mid right hamstring, his push off leg. And the key here is, he hurt it running, and we know he can't run. But when you can't throw, watch this here, one legged, hopping when you can't throw that's significant and he's getting examined here that is significant Um, it's not a mild hamstring that you can play through this week on Sunday I'm sorry on Wednesday late in the first half uh, Robert Griffin III pulled his hamstring and as a result finished the game he continued to play until the fourth quarter but here we go to replay again Daniel Jones This is where he hurt his hamstring. You can see that last stride, grimacing some. And here he is, one-legged throwing the ball. When you can't even throw, it's a much worse injury. That's all I'm saying. And if you come and, uh, Robert Griffin III was able to throw, was able to run some, just not as effectively, If you can't throw, it's a significant hamstring, and that's what I think Daniel Jones has. Now, Daniel Jones did return to the game. He, uh, come back, and let's look at the next play where he did return. It was at uh, 6.02 here, I think. I'm looking for it here. And you can see, once again, where he does not push off and throw. Uh, He did return for one play. I can't find it right now. But in any case, uh, that one play, obviously, he couldn't do very much, and he exited the game. My point is, if you can't throw, you're not even close to running. So it's a significant hamstring. This is why he missed this week, and I said all along he'd miss week 13. But I think he misses week 14, or at least plays in a very limited fashion. Uh, Let's continue with our rundown here. Big Ben and his knee issue, even though he hasn't practiced, is a non-issue. Steelers are playing tonight. The guy's a veteran. He doesn't need to practice, and he plays, and he plays fine. Uh, Lamar Jackson for Tuesday. He will be back, and we said it here in profootballdoc.com first. He's done with his COVID 10 days. He will be back for the Baltimore Ravens as they take on the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow on Tuesday but also for week uh, 14. Jimmy G and his ankle. I think he's getting closer. and If San Francisco can stay in it as they play Buffalo tonight, then uh, both he and we'll talk about Kittle later, but Jimmy G is getting closer. Teddy Bridgewater will be fine with his knee and also his left arm, non issue. And also for the Bengals, we have a nice feature on Joe Burrows in terms of why we think his injury is very similar to another Bengal, Carson Palmer, Who is much more than an acl and will come back and be ready for week one and you can see that at profootballdoc.com his backup brandon allen left the game with a few minutes to go landed full body weight the defender on his chest kind of ball there i think he was it was wind and brandon allen will be fine for next week moving on to running backs uh, joe mixon continues to be a mystery with the foot not sure that he returns at all this year D'Andre Swift for the Lions got out of the concussion protocol, but then had some sort of undefined illness. So we'll have to see. Matt Breida's on COVID protocol, Salvin Ahmed's shoulder. Alexander Madison, this is what gave Dalvin Cook so many carries, the backup for the Vikings had appendicitis in surgery. Look for him to miss week 14 as well. It'll be Dalvin Cook show again josh jacobs i think will be back this week he was a little surprised to all of us that he missed week 13 but week 14 it's a big battle against the colts playoff seating i think he'll be back josh jacobs frank gore with a concussion always hard to predict uh hilaire clyde edwards hilaire was active last night for the chiefs but really didn't get any touches uh, but hopefully next week we'll be fine James Conner is not playing today due to the COVID, but should be next week. And, of course, the big one that all fantasy managers have been waiting for, Christian McCaffrey. Matt Rule's playing coy. We'll see. We'll see. Book it. Christian McCaffrey is playing week 14. This is what we said when he got hurt. He's going to miss through the week 13 bye. I think he's going to get 30 touches. Daryl Henderson, knee, minor issue. He returned to the game. Josh Kelly for the Chargers ankle. Uh, Trying to review video, but that's probably less of a deal now that Eckler is back. Moving on to wide receivers, certainly a good week. Why is it a good week? Two stars left the game. Uh, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett, both both returned. Uh, A.J. Brown, non-contact injury, but it wasn't anything bad. It was just a simple ankle roll. He continued. Tyler Lockett. I think they phoned down from above to check his head, but it really was his left ankle, mild sprain. They'll both be okay, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett. Kenny Galladay is the Joe Mixon uh, mystery. Uh, didn't get put on injured reserve, but still been missing time. Uh, hard to say when he'll be back. LaVisca Cheneau with his thumb, uh, not thinking it's a big deal. Larry Fitzgerald, COVID will, uh, has a chance to be back next week. Julian Edelman, after the knee scope and now COVID, Uh, not sure that he's even close yet. Terry McLaurin keeps playing through his ankle. DJ Moore with his ankle in COVID. Brandon Cook's long concussion history was evaluated for concussion yesterday, but not in the concussion protocol. Another example of a good week 13. Tight ends, uh, George Kittle and his cuboid. I think he's another week or two away. Uh, Not this next week. The week following, I expect him to play. Uh, Cuboid fractures heal routinely, and I think you will see Kittle back out there sooner than later. No Mark Andrews for tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, He's a COVID casualty for the Ravens, but the following week he will be back. Irv Smith for the Vikings out with his back still. Jonu Smith with his knee, undisclosed knee injury. Lots of offensive linemen going down. Unfortunately, Anthony Costanzo's backup, Costanzo with the MCL, Raven Clark tore his Achilles, and that's been confirmed. Uh, and, heck, we should probably talk a little about Phillip Rivers. He continues to play through. He would had a pretty good game, but he's got a significant, I guess you could call it a turf toe variant injury. Um, James Carpenter missed with his groin. Jonah Williams, the Bengals' left tackle with an MCL sprain, likely to miss a couple weeks. Eric Flowers with a more significant high ankle sprain. Brandon Linder with an ankle issue. Uh, Jason Peters with a toe issue. Uh, Zach Martin, Cam Irving. Zach Martin with the calf, Cam Irving with the knee. Third string left tackles for the Cowboys on Tuesday. Uh, third, Third string left and right tackles for the Cowboys on Tuesday against the Ravens. Some defensive injuries. Uh, the biggest new one may be obviously from Wednesday. Bud Dupree tore his ACL. Uh, uh, slot corner for the Broncos. Uh, Bassey appeared to tear his ACL, hasn't been confirmed yet. Darius Slay left with an MCL sprain by video. Hurt his calf, was playing, MCL sprain. Uh, that's the big one there for the Eagles. Blake Martinez. Landed on his back. Don't think it's a nerve issue. I think he's got a chance to return to play uh, Denzel Ward with the calf. We'll have to see how he responds Damon Arnett with another concussion he is almost as surely gonna miss this next game for the uh, Raiders uh, Eric Kendricks had an interesting injury for the Vikings pregame calf injury hurt before the game pulled up with a calf injury Missed the game, likely to miss some more time, and the Vikings are in the playoff chase hunt. Uh, I think they sneak in if you take the standings right now, so they had a a horrific start, and now they're, they're worked their way back in it, so uh, good for the Vikings there. All right. so there's our rundown in a relatively quick week, which is uh, good. Uh, Good for us here. Uh, Like to not have injuries. So, in a Few-injury week here, we have uh, who's our beast of the week? There could be a lot of different candidates. And maybe on outkick this week, I, I try not to pick the Chargers because I guess I have a history with them in too close. We're 3-1-1 one one this week on our injury analysis picks. And, of course, the one complete loss is the chargers against the patriots horrific 45 to nothing in a pick'em game so for me beasts of the week here uh, might have to be chargers fans and let me explain first of all they moved from L- from san diego to la they don't have a big fan base i think they'd be playing in a empty stadium pandemic or not and I just feel bad, I still have a lot of friends on the team. So if you just Google, Chargers lose again, what do you see? Another meltdown. Chargers give up TDs. time expires. NFL fans joke about Chargers. Chargers lose another heartbreak. Chargers blow late lead again. They've had their special teams issue, last second issues. Chargers give up TD, lost to the Broncos this year. Uh, NFL fans jokes, Chargers find another way to lose. Two years ago, they lost, I think, three or four games based on field goals, missed field goals. They found all these ways to lose. But I saw this, and I just figured it was pretty apropos. So someone tweeted this. This is what it feels like to be a Chargers fan. And uh, I don't know what this video is. I have no clue. But I just feel bad for Chargers fans, and they got to be my beast of the week. There's still some San Diegans that are Chargers fans, but they just can't get it together. Uh, I'm not anti Anthony Lynn, but they just can't get it together. And uh, hopefully they can turn around. The only good news is Justin Herbert, I think, is real, so they have a future. You know, Austin Eckler's fantastic. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram's still there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, their safety, fantastic. And,. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, all these guys. Um, so hopefully, hats off to the Chargers. They, you got to be the beast of the week here. I don't know what's worse, losing the last second, missing a field goal, last second botch, giving up a last second play, a touchdown field goal this year, or getting shellacked 45 to nothing. In any case, hats off to Chargers fans for uh, being the beast of the week here. Um, and uh, hang in there. You got your quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert. So at least uh, that is good news. And uh, that's our uh, injury rundown for the week for the Pro Football Doc podcast. Check out all the uh, features we have at ProFootballDoc.com. And uh, hopefully uh, you can advance in the fantasy uh, playoffs or do well.